if you have a small dick or a big dick, it's not like because you have a good character or you're a good person. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you're born Wouldn't with. that be nice, though, if your dick size like, depended upon like how good of a person you were and through life? I think we and, would like, have a much a better, better world person, because yeah. everybody would be trying to be yes, good. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, Get strive for a bigger dick. Yeah. Yeah, but no, All right. We got to end the episode on striving for a bigger <laughs> dick. We're out of time. Dick. All right, guys. Be a better person. Maybe your dick will get bigger. I don't know. This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we talk all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships to the adult industry itself, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. What's up, guys? I am Sylvia Sage. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am, of course, your host, and I am joined in studio with my very good friend, Sean Alf. Sean is a writer of pornography. He is a director of pornography. He is an actor of pornography. He's also been a, a an assistant in pornography. This is just a jack of all trades, including Jack's own dick. Welcome Sean Alf, everyone, to the show. Woo, woo, golf clap. Thank you. <laughs> and sexy, funny, and raw. I'm all of those things. You're, I you, fit this. I'm the perfect guest for this podcast. You really podcast. are the perfect yeah. guest. Yeah. I'm glad we could make it work. I know. <laughs> I've had you on the show before. You have. This isn't your first time around. I know. But this is the first time in this new studio. It's fancy. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. glad. Really in Hollywood. I've made it in Hollywood. I know. We are in Hollywood, <laughs> you guys, right now. <laughs> this is legit. So I wanted to have Sean on the show because since we talked last, you've even you've accomplished even more in the <laughs> adult world. You laugh, you laugh. Okay, so Sean started out as just a porn writer in 2009. Yeah. As a porn writer, so he was basically just submitting stories and, you know, writing the pornography that you see. And then you made your way into production mm -hmm. assistant which that's how I met Sean, was on a Jackie St. James shoot. And Jackie St. James is a very famous porn producer and very loved by everyone in the industry. And she kind of took you under her wing and made you her right-hand man. And I remember the first time on set with you, you would barely even look in my direction when I was naked. You just like only would look at the ground. You wouldn't make eye contact. You were as red as you are right now. And it was it was hilarious. And everyone kind of... Kind of gave you a little bit of shit for being as shy as you were. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's sort of weirdly my charm is like everything <laughs> makes me nervous and I'm scared of everything, but I do it mm. anyhow. Like this podcast, I'm terrified, but I'm Are still you? here. I don't, I get nervous about everything. Like people don't think it because they see me at parties wearing a Speedo and like uh, yeah. being weird and doing mm. things. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Just so scared. <laughs> Just so scared. You have nothing but to I'm be scared here. of. We've had sex. I know. Many a I time. still get nervous every time. <laughs> so strange I'm like, to me. What's gonna happen? I'm. We're gonna do it right here on this mm, table in front of everybody. I'm scared. Which is crazy to me because you have now worked your way up mm -hmm. to director mm -hmm. to performer. You were nominated for newcomer of the year as a performer. Mm -hmm. You have your own series as a performer. <laughs> but what's great is. Even in your series, you do this. Like, you're so nervous when you have the girl. Yeah, that's what the whole thing is. <laughs> it's called Zero to Hero, but I don't know that I'd ever become the hero. <laughs> it's still the zero. But you're still fucking all of these yeah. hot, beautiful women. Yeah. I mean, that's my whole life, pretty much. <laughs> it's like I play this. Well, I'm not even playing this character. This is just how I am. This is who yeah. I, but I still get to have sex with attractive women like yourself. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I guess just, <laughs> I'm scared the whole time. 
<laughs> it still happens. This is Sean is a true example of like you said it zero to hero at the end of the day. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay, how long were you writing before you <clears throat> meandered your way into Jackie St. James's life? I love it. Like most people in porn is like they kind of accidentally got in there like, you know, going to do acting or whatever. And then they're, well, that's not most people. But for me, it was like such a slow, gradual slide of like me gradually getting there. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, 2009, I started writing about porn. Um, and I the more that I wrote about porn, the more people like clicked on my stories. They were probably just looking at the pictures. But um, so I just kind of pursued it. And I also noticed like the more I wrote about porn, at parties, that was the thing people were interested in talking to me about. So I've always kind of done the thing that leads to the most interesting story, I okay. guess. Okay. And that's how I try to live my life. And um, so I just kind of followed this avenue of porn. And, you know, obviously I like attractive women and, and naked people and sex. And so I was interested and curious. Um, so it... I don't know that I ever thought this is the problem is I never think that I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so I was working at a bar in San Diego and I'd go up to L.A. like twice a month and I'd write behind the scenes on like porn sets. And at some point it clicked. I think Jackie posted something on Facebook needing like a PA who would help write and work on set. Tells you how long ago it was on Facebook. Yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh I realized, man, I could make more money like working Wiping on set up cum. instead of like writing about being on set. Because <laughs> I think I was making, sometimes it was, it was terrible. I, it'd be like $200 for a story. And I would like drive up to LA, spend all day, drive home, and then spend all the time writing. It. And that was 200 bucks. Nothing, just nothing. And I was like, I could make that at least in one day working on set. It's yeah. like going to set and then going home and then writing. And you it. could still write about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was just this like slow slide. And also the reason I wanted to start working for Jackie is because she needed somebody to help her write scripts. And I was like, mm. I definitely knew I'm not confident about a lot of things, but I knew then I could write better scripts than most people were writing. Yeah. Porn. That's not hard. Yeah. It's not do. hard. Right. Yeah. It was a low bar, but that's yeah. why I was so confident about it. <laughs> the one thing you I'm knew not you confident could about do. very many things, <laughs> but that I was very confident. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel being a PA on set? Because let me just tell you, as a PA on a porn set, you're doing things like buying the food, buying the water, buying the douches for people. Mm -hmm. You are wiping up cum. You're getting people baby wipes for their feet. You're doing all of the most like basic tasks. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you feel about that, Jean? Base, basic <laughs> Of a porn set. Um, you know... Then I would say it was the best job I ever had. Really? Yeah. Just because yeah. it was new and different. No. And this is like I worked as a teacher at a, I was an adjunct professor. Oh, at yeah. College. Easy to upgrade from um, that. Like we, we always talk about, you know, being degrading, working in porn or whatever. Yeah. But like I've been degraded so much worse in almost every other job in terms of just my time and the demands on my time yeah. and how much I was compensated for it. So like having this long background of working jobs, it, like they weren't terrible jobs. They were just normal jobs. Um, but working in porn, cleaning up other people's cum, buying douches was empowering compared to other jobs that I had had. 
I love that actually. Um, and but I think also like coming from that background, it just made me so thankful and grateful. And but that it, it's an interesting dichotomy because I work with people on set. Where when I was PA, and I'm still I still PA because I I like it. But um, making the least amount of money as everybody on set, and yet other people are complaining about their day and how much mm. they make, and it's just. It's funny to me. First off, let me just say, I did not mean that in a bad way of oh, like no. cleaning up cum. First off, everyone <laughs> cleans up cum. Sean's the only person getting paid for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We've all wiped up cum at one point or the other, whether it's ours or somebody yeah, else's. I get paid to wipe up cum. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. I still Now you it. wake up, you wipe up your own Yeah, I wipe cum up my own. And, I mean, yeah. Now my income is more diversified. There's a lot of it. But I still PA because... So, like, when I was directing, the amount of stress and responsibility they put on mm. you to direct a movie, and now, like, the producers want you to take on all the liability. So you're paying everybody, so you got to worry about um, payroll, you got to worry about liability. If yeah. somebody gets hurt, hurt on set, if anything happens, it's all on you. Yikes. The producer just wants to buy the film from you after you do it. So the amount of time you put in, like, planning the film, buying props, dealing with cancellations, yeah. versus, like, pa I just show up. Get, you know, work then leave mm -hmm. is way nicer than directing <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. And it's why I continue. It's one of the many things that I do. But I mean, people knock it. But also, like, I know so many guys trying to get in the industry as performers and they struggle for their first few years until they prove themselves or they yeah. don't prove themselves and they just fail out because it's hard to make a stable living. But I have, you know, my whole calendar. I could work pretty much every day if I wanted. The and whole calendar I'm sure so. you do. Yeah. 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 So honestly, you were talking about how men struggle when they get into the industry. Explain what you mean by the struggle. What do you mean like to remain hard the entire time? Like There are so many struggles as guys getting into this industry. <laughs> now it's becoming a little bit different with OnlyFans. People are just kind of trying to prove themselves in OnlyFans and getting yeah. into studio work. Um, but uh, like the traditional route, I guess now is, uh, guys wanting to be porn stars. So you, you get with an agency and then they'll book you like some kind of trial things first. Um, and depending on how you do on those sets, then they'll book you for other stuff. Or if you have a very specific look, like if you, you know, are over 18, but you look really young, um, people are going to want to book you even if you don't get hard on command, but then... <laughs> Getting to set, the real struggle is like getting hard on command, staying hard, yeah. not coming too early, coming on command, and then just being somebody that people want to work with, not being a complete creep. Yeah. Although there's plenty of weirdos in this industry that Who we have keep stuck around. Yeah. Because they do the other things, which is they show up on time, get their dick hard, come on time. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot, though. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of skills to have, and it's especially there's no training for it. it most of the guys just have a genetic gifts or... So what a bonus that you like got to be on set with right. all of these guys who do actually mm -hmm. know how to be booked continually and how to keep it up and how to right. do all those things, and you're kind of learning from them along the way, do you think? Or no, you just went yes. your own? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, it's... I think, like I've said before... Um, as a male pro porn performer, it's a lot like stand-up. That's the only thing I've had it comparable to. Yeah. In that you really have to keep putting yourself in these situations where you're going to struggle and possibly fail to get better and to prove yourself. You yeah. really don't know 
if you can do it until you try to do it and then keep doing it and keep um, going after it. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just dealing with your anxiety. <laughs> For me, there's there's a lot of guys that don't have a lot going on, don't yeah. worry a lot, a lot, and they just show up and like, yeah, it's like their animal brain. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I'm hard. Okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> They're also in their 20s. Right. Let's give there's them that. guys in their 20s. Yeah. I am 41. I <laughs> started when I was 39, which is very, very odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is seems like a good time to start <laughs> doing porn. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many different struggles, but I have learned a lot from guys and the most... Do you take anything? Any like supplements to like help you stay or get yes. hard yes. what do you take um i just use so because everybody use different yeah, everybody use uses just different, different stuff yeah and the every guy has different boner rituals because so yeah. much of it is placebo effect mm -hmm. and so much of it is just like superstition of like oh i did this last time and it worked so i need to keep doing that thing right um but like the regular viagras are like so much viagra and if you take a whole one of those i'd did it once. Does like, it make your head like want to explode? It makes or your head want to explode and it makes your dick so hard that you can't come, <laughs> which I'm sure you've been on set with guys who can't come. It's because yeah. their dick is so hard. They can't mm. like, you have to, that's another thing when you're coming, you have to relax. Mm. Um, but the, I get these blue chew things, um, which, yeah, I've heard you know, of them. Yeah, which yeah. are nice because you chew them so they go faster, but they're also a much smaller dose than the regular. So you're not just like raging the whole time. Yeah, because you can't. I've also learned that like if I struggle in the beginning, I can't like double down and just take more Viagra. It's mm. not like a magic pill because if you it's not going to make you hard. And if you do get hard, you're not going to be able to come. Um, Are you picky with your scene partners because of that? I so the majority of the scenes that I do are still for OnlyFans. Um, and there are some people I don't know. I'll, I will work with people that I don't know, but if I know I don't have great chemistry with somebody, I'm not going to want to shoot yeah. with them again. Yeah. Which is not nothing to say like there's anything wrong with them. I've also learned like for me, smell is hugely important. And mm. I don't know if it's like a, how do you like the smell of spray tan? Cause that I actually love spray tan. <laughs> I love, I don't mean this in derogatory way, but like spray tan and like, perfume over like a little bit of body sweat. I got perfume sweat. over uh, spray mm, tan yeah. and sweat right now. Oh, I Am I it. just your fantasy yeah. wrapped up? Yeah. Awesome. Like the smell of strippers. <laughs> you know, like way too much. That's me. But I, that's honestly, your smell? That's your go-to? Uh, it's just so nice. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a pheromone thing too because there's certain people that like they don't necessarily have bad hygiene or whatever, but there's yeah. just something about their body that does not work for me. Mm. And it's there's nothing I've had people that I I love as people and I'm like, they're so hot. But then when we work and I'm like, this is can't not. get past it. And then there's other people that I don't feel like I should have chemistry with. And then for whatever reason I'm like Dude, that yeah. is one thing I'm so thankful to porn for. And I it's weird, but making me, making me, that sounds weird to say, giving me the opportunity to have sex with so many yeah. different people, it like opened up so many new things to me and people I would have never had sex with right. that blow my fucking mind. <laughs> I call it the ugly man syndrome. Like if you can get yourself an ugly man, he will f like fuck the shit out of you. And mm. I'm not calling you ugly. I'm just that's saying fun. in general, like that's a like. I'm <laughs> Wait, so you're saying I fuck the shit out <laughs> no, of you? Well, you do. <laughs> All you right. do. But I'll I'm not calling you the man. ugly man. No, but I'm saying over my years, there's been men mm. that I like would not have slept with. And right. then like I get there and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm getting paid for it. Like mm -hmm. we're here. 
And then I'm like blown away by it. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, they work so hard at that, you know? Yeah, porn has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of, because it forces you to. You're, it, yeah, you're things like, I would have never tried. You would have never tried and mm -hmm. you try and you're like, oh. I like that. Interesting, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Or, mm, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't like that one. That one's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like a big one for me, I... I like powerful women, but I also like like muscular women. And yeah. I think part of it, and like not to the point of steroids, like right just before Defined. that, like fit, yes, like a Cherie Deville, yes, yeah. And I think part of that was uh, growing up, I was really short, and so the only women I really like cheerleaders <laughs> because they were usually shorter and they're like okay. gymnasts, okay, and they're fit. I think, but I also I enjoyed not necessarily dominant women, but you know, powerful women, yeah, either whatever, but. Recently, I've learned because I've been with some like actually muscular women who may have been on steroids. steroids. <laughs> Their pheromones to me were like, no. And yeah. I wonder if it was the testosterone. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it just was like, nope. Mm. But aesthetically, very pleasing. It, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting what we like and what we don't. And mm -hmm. you have to try it before you have any idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm turning a turning. I'm, I'm turning a corner, <laughs> a corner? on this. Okay. Question. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so what was it like to see performers acting out the stories that you wrote? Because I think that would be really cool. <laughs> or you might hate it because you're like, that's not how you're supposed to say that. I've acted in movies you have written yeah. and, and directed. And mm -hmm. I often wonder, like, were you disappointed by the performance? Or did it overwhelm you and you were like, that's exactly that's what exactly. my vision was. You did it so well. <laughs> um, so I would say... I was actually on a Western that I wrote for Digital Playground. And I was wasn't like in that, so I don't want to talk yeah, about that okay. movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, uh, but it's it's interesting because I think with porn, there's so many parameters that we have to work with. So with that one, even though it was like a huge budget feature for porn, um, Ricky came to me. He was like, I want a Western. I was like, okay, cool. So I had a certain Ricky ideas. Greenwood, Ricky Greenwood is a big porn Yeah, producer. I think he won director of the year last yeah. year or something. But uh so then they give me the stipulations. They're like, okay, we need this many sex scenes. We kind of want this, but we're working with this budget. So I, it's almost like a connect the dots of how I write the story of like, okay, I can do this and we have this set up. Because also the actors are all different prices too. Yes. So you're going to have to like factor yeah. what actors you can get also. So I kept going back. Ricky kept wanting me to make it bigger budget. He was like, we need more horses. We need a bar fight. I'm like, okay. And then digital... Playground kept coming back and they're like, hey, we need, we don't need horses. We don't need a fight. And so I just like, it was this tug of war. And then he's like, oh, and can we add another sex scene here and then take away? And I'm like, you're changing the whole story. <laughs> uh, so by the, there's so much negotiation that by the time the story, like. It's not your movie anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, I remember writing that part. I like that. <laughs> um, and then like. As an example, we were on set and uh, this is like, it was a Western, so it was like very action driven and we ran out of daylight and he, we were running out of budget for like being on set because we were going up to it like a 12 hour day. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to cut this scene. We're going to shrink it down <laughs> and then you're going to have this gun and you're going to shoot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining my movie. So, but I've done this enough times that like once you write it, you just let it go. Okay. It's like, but there are times too, like when I see the final product, cause I wrote Grinders, which won movie of the year last Avian, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and there are certain scenes that were better than I wrote them. Like there's this fight mm. scene between Tommy pistol and, uh, 
lucky fate that was so much better than I could have imagined. And granted, there were other segments and was like, oh, that didn't really turn out how I wanted. Yeah. But you just kind of have to like, you do your part, you let it go, and then you see what happens. And you ultimately, like, even people always say, it's just porn, whatever, that's fine. But it's the same with regular movies too. I'm yeah. sure we're always... We keep going because we're looking for, per- for perfection. Of we course. never reach perfection. It's all just practice. It's all just fun. So I just try to enjoy the process of making it and writing it to the best of my ability and then enjoying like, oh, that came out so much cooler than I thought. Or this, like uh, Scott Nails was playing the bad guy and he did such a fucking good job. And I was like, this is great. Um, so I guess it's nice when you question. have an occasional really good actor. Yeah. In porn. Because you, you there's such a division. Like some people are... It's your you're good and you know a line or they have to feed you word yeah. by word what you're supposed to say because they just can't remember yes. it. And that's yeah. And to people's porn people's credit, like a, a lot of people got into porn not wanting to be mainstream yes. actors. They don't even yeah. think like, oh, I need to learn how to be an actor. It's <laughs> yeah. such a and also to porn people's credit, like the amount that they can do, most of them they show up to set having either not gotten the script or not read the script. True. And True. you hand them the script and, okay, here's a few rehearsals. Now deliver three pages of mm-hmm. dialogue, which is very impressive for like anybody. Like yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm a paraphraser of the script yeah. personally. I'm like, I know what they, the, the point we're getting yeah. across yeah. here yeah. and I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you love being in porn? <laughs> Honestly. I on, it's I ask everybody that question. Yeah, no, it's like I said, when I was a PA, it was the best job I've ever had. And yeah. now that I'm performing easily, it's the most money I've ever ha- made, the most fun I've ever had. The last two years have been the best years of my life. And since every year, actually pretty much every year since being an adult has gotten better and better and better. But in porn, every year in porn has gotten better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that there aren't bad things and there aren't pitfalls and issues that we all of deal course. with. Yeah. But that's with every job. The difference I always say is that if you have a da- bad day at a regular job, let's say working at a bar, it's just a shitty job. You hate your boss, whatever. You have a bad day on a porn set, it could possibly be like sexual abuse or sexual offense, you know? Like, right. So it's just, it's different. There's a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of morally gray areas that you have to navigate. How do you feel about the outside world and their views on the industry? It's mixed. Um, I think a lot of it's changing because of OnlyFans Mm -hmm. and because porn performers are so much more accessible than Mm -hmm. they were before and there's social media and you can interact with us and stuff. But I think I've said this before. I think we are paid to take on the stigma. Yeah, You are paid so highly because people call you a slut. Yeah. Because if there wasn't that stigma, so many people would be doing it. True. Porn. Very true. It's a and good point. Really good point. Right. So I'll stop like, feeling so bad for myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, the, yes, the stigma is real. And yes, you have to carry it to some extent the rest of your life. But yeah. that's part of what we're being paid to do. And that's part of the privilege of what I always say. My buddy and I have this joke. I think it's from a movie, but it's, it's the price we pay for the life we lead. Yeah, I get that. How long do you think you'll do, adult? <laughs> Are you just going to stick around in this yeah, forever I'll be and one ever? Of those, Well, there's this uh, 
older director James Avalon who's probably oh I his, love James Avalon yeah, by he's the in way his 70s he doesn't even stand to uh, film anymore he sits yeah, down he sits. everywhere he goes I'm on a feature <laughs> with him on the lead the next three, also he's three so days. talented yeah um, the happiest dude he is uh, he's just a little jolly old man yeah. he's lost a lot of weight too I don't know the last time you saw him I, well, yeah he has yeah um, but but he still carries a little chair with him everywhere yeah, he goes when yeah. he films I like to think, I mean, maybe I won't be in porn forever. I don't, I don't know what the future is, but it's not out of all the jobs I've had. It's the one that I've wanted to to stick in in. and maybe I won't be performing forever. That's fine. I understand that. But I mean, look at some of the people who are still performing right now. Like I'm thinking of like the Tommy Pistols and the Marcus London's of the world, you know, like these guys are, how old is Marcus? Do you think in his fifties, if not sixties and still performing? Yeah, he's at least, yeah, he's, he's in, in his, his 50s. I think he's 50s because I think he posted something about okay. being like 50s and hot or something. Yeah, yeah. he is, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just saying. <laughs> you can do it for as long as you really want to, especially right. as a guy. I feel like right. women have a little bit more of a shelf life. Well, it's just different. I mean, you have to, your marketing changes and all that stuff. And you're, I think the problem with being a female performer is that you go from being like at the top of your game yeah. to it slowly falling off. And that can be really hard for a lot of people's egos. Whereas like yeah. for me, I'm not starting up here. <laughs> like as a woman, you get in, you start up here. I didn't start up here as well, a woman. Well, that's true. And I always yeah. give your example as somebody who like built and built because yeah. of hard work and yeah. people realize it. But there's people, they get in early, they get into 18 and they just, they don't learn work ethic. They don't yeah. learn like responsibility. And then they start to fade and fall off and they stop getting hired and then they they don't appreciate it. And that fall from grace is so much harder than like if I'm starting with like, you know, in the top 10 percent of only fans and then maybe I get I, I get to the top, top two five, five yeah. one day <laughs> yeah. and then I go back down to the top 10 at like 60, I'd be like, That's okay, fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. not mad. I had a good run. Yeah, I've never been a top performer. I've never gotten an award at mm. all. I'm always just like, oh, they nominated me. Look yeah. at that. Look at that. Somebody put my name in there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think whatever personality you have, how much you enjoy your life, um, it'll pretty much always be that way. It can shift a little bit. So if you're somebody who like, like Quasar, who I love Quasar, but also he constantly complains about Another his director. life. Uh, constantly, it's like, oh. But he got into porn at 18 as a director. <laughs> and he just hasn't had any other jobs. And I'm like, man, if you, like, go get another job. Yeah. And then you will appreciate how great porn yeah. is. Uh, that's what I say about people coming into the industry. Yeah. At eight, like, performers and stuff coming in at 18. I'm like... You don't know what the real world yeah. is. You no. sh- you should have to have a real job before you come Which into is like, this. You did. You worked in medical, yeah, right? You know absolutely. what the real fucking world is like. Yeah, this I have a college a degree. Privilege. I worked in hospitals, okay? Privilege to be in porn. <laughs> I agree like, with that statement. Like, uh, you don't understand how good we have it doing yeah. what we're doing. No, I agree. Yeah. 100%. But <laughs> yeah, I think all knowledge is referential, and I think <laughs> yeah. it's a really important to have that grounding to appreciate. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, what kind of pressure do you feel when you're performing? <laughs> what kind of pressure? Like, do you, All of the pressure. Are you worried? Because I know for me personally, when I'm thinking, like I feel the pressure about 
um, my body and the angles. I feel mm. that now when I'm sitting here. I'm like, <laughs> what yeah. angles is the camera getting? But I'm also worried about dirty talk. I'm worried about all sorts of things. Mm. Like what's going through your mind when you're performing? As a guy, I guess it depends how well I know my co-performer. But my biggest anxiety is always like, I don't want to like struggle and then make them think it's their fault or make them think mm. that like I don't like them or them like think I'm a terrible performer. That's like mm. the biggest fear. So it's like the b first fear is like, okay, let's get hard on command. <laughs> let's stay hard and let's come on time. All of the other stuff I do not. <laughs> but like if it's somebody I perform with a lot, then I start worrying about, okay, this angle. The other stuff like when I'm shooting POV or um, – have cameras set up or whatever that you kind of just learn and you I don't worry about that because I'm like I set it up I have much more faith in that right um my fears are all necessarily about performing but I also the same with body stuff that'll be something that I'll either worry about later on or like I do the best with my body that I can <laughs> like I I work out an hour and a half a day try to eat healthy like my body can fluctuate a little bit but Everybody's at some does. point yeah that's not i'm accepted that to to a certain degree also a great thing about porn is like i used to be worried about my dick size now yeah. it's all out there i, I tell people i never that worry about it anymore yeah like, that's one of the greatest things about porn is like i never have to worry about what she's thinking gonna think about my dick yeah. size because i'm like it's you've seen it it's there yeah. like <laughs> you wanted to work with me or whatever. <laughs> but also you have a very average penis yeah, and you know that because you've seen yeah. so many people's dicks at yeah. this point that you're like, you get it. But I feel like most men and I, I always thought men were checking out other dudes dicks in like the bathrooms or in the locker room mm. or whatever growing up. But then somebody told me they were like, well, yeah, but then you're looking at a flaccid dick. So you yeah. don't know what it's like when it's hard. So you never really know what other people's dicks look like unless you're in porn and then for the most part they're you know they're fun sized yeah. but not everybody in porn is like yeah. i always say i love the days when it's like i show up and it's gonna be like a sean or <laughs> i'm sorry nathan but if it's like a nathan no Bronson, i say the nathan all the time yeah I'm he doesn't like, care such a great day people like, love nathan people love yes, working with nathan because he know, has an boy, average penis that you can fuck that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, that's the dick you want all the time. Right. Yeah. The other ones are just like, it's every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. and I don't even want it then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I don't like to be torn apart. Yeah. I, I always say, people look at me funny when I say this, but uh, so when I was growing up, I was a late bloomer and I was short for my age. I think in high school I wrestled and I was the lowest weight class, which was 103 pounds, and oh I had to eat to make the minimum, which I think was like, 85 or 89 so that's how much I weighed as a freshman um so I was like growing up to like I was on swim team and I was terrible because I was like a foot shorter than people but I only went to two swim meets and I was in it for six years because I was wearing afraid of wearing speedos Aww. um but wrestling it forced me to wear a singlet which is just spandex yeah, yeah. but the other thing it did was it forced me to take showers with other guys mm. and it was the most liberating moment I was so terrified and then I went into this group shower and there was like the all state football player who had a very small dick. And then there was like this short asshole runt dude, giant dick. There was just no, <laughs> it's just 
such random. It there's, is randomness. Yeah. yeah. There's the whole like big dick energy is just so fucking laughable. It's me. an energy. A big dick yeah. energy is like how you carry yourself. Yeah, that has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with your penis size. Right. Um, but it's just, it's almost like mm-hmm. if there was a God and the God just kind of ha- randomly was like, okay, you're going to get <laughs> this thing. You're going to get this thing. There's just no rhyme. It's yeah. completely genetic. There's yeah. nothing you can do to change it. There's no like, if you have a small dick or a big dick, it's not like because you have a good character or you're a good person. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you're born Wouldn't with. that be nice though if your dick size like depended upon like how good of a person you were and through life? I think we and, would like, have a much better, a better world person. because yeah. everybody would be trying to be yes, good. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like strive for a bigger dick. Yeah. Yeah, but no, All right. We got to end the episode on striving for a bigger <laughs> dick. Strive we're out of time. Dick. All right, guys. Be a better person. Maybe your dick will get bigger. I don't know. Sean, tell the people where they can find you. So I am everywhere at Sean Alf. So S-H-A-W-N-A-L-F-F. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or you can go to SeanAlf.com. And you're going to want to do that, folks, just so you can see that average dick, you know? We know how much you like it. (laughs) All right, guys, if you like what you saw, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And until next time, adios.